0: Okay, here we are. This is like the uh, the new version of my podcast where we're actually going to see me and my guest. And in this case, I have Dan Woods with me. Very pleased to have him along. And Dan, uh, you got to help me now because I don't know everything, Dan. So you're a co-founder, founder of?
1: Founder of the Hilderbot Race. Uh, we started in last year, 2020. So the beginning of the year looked like four events and we were just gonna get this thing rolling and um have tons of people out having fun and then we had a global pandemic. Shit it,
0: hit the fan.
1: It literally hit the fan. And so <laughs>
0: yeah um
1: you know that was tough. I mean we, we, we sat and we said, Well, you know, do we just scratch it this year? And and there was there was some folks involved with the team that just said, let's just pack it in. But I I really wanted to, uh, I really wanted to get the race out. I really wanted to get the idea and the concept out to people and people were really looking to do an event. Um, it, it was, it was rough for everybody. Uh, you know, even you know, with us and, and, and our, I have, I have kids that race and, and we go out and, and we train and we race and, you know, we kept getting ready for these races and then they just get canceled and it just was, it was deflating. Um, so I, I said, let's get this thing out. We had a couple uh dates, they got moved, but we finally had a race in um, October of last year. And our concept is to do these races on the beach, which has its own challenges over and above, COVID. So, um, we, we did, we, we got the race out. Uh, we had a, uh, had an October race in Jacksonville beach. And it was, it was really the, the, the takeaway was that it, it was the vision that, that we wanted to have. And that's that you put these obstacles out on a beach on the sand and, you know, you walk over the boardwalk, the sun is rising, and it's, it's shining off this the shiny aluminum trusses, and there's flags flying, and you just look out at the field of battle down there, and it, it it was really cool. It blew people's minds. I mean, most people aren't used to seeing something like that. They're used to seeing a couple obstacles around the festival area, the start gate. You run off into the mountains, and then you come oh, back right. a couple so, years later. You yeah, know, so, and this so, thing uh, was really – yeah, it was really visual for people, so it was really a lot of fun.
0: So – Predicated on the conversation that you and I had uh, a day ago, what I understand this to be is it's essentially a a circuit-oriented obstacle course race held on a beach in Florida and um, short course for the most part and multiple loops and uh, it's on the beach. So in Hildervat, I guess uh, you explained to me represents battle in water, correct? War, That's water. correct. It's, yeah. Water battle. Yeah.
1: Water we, battle. Hilder is, is is battle and vater is, is water.
0: So. so do you have a Norwegian background?
1: No. I, I, I looked up Old Norse on the Internet and it's a, a dead language. So it's kind of loosely interpreted. So I basically made it. All
0: right. All right. So um, so when you show up, do you wear one of those freaking hats with the horns and stuff sticking out the sides?
1: you know, that that's the vision that we have this big Viking kind of starting everybody off with the horn, you know, and it's, all oh.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, tried to, I was working that out in my head, you know, after our conversation is just wondering, you know, as opposed to this um, thing that Spartan does when they start the race, you can get that, that battle cry going with that, with that. Uh, I don't know what that is. That's some freaking animal horn. Um, um, but uh, that would be cool. So what yeah. uh, you know the reason the reason I even am aware of this event is because I coached VJ Jones and um I saw that he had posted in a thread that he was gonna attend the Hildervat. And what's interesting about this is because right now uh he's he's got a visitor staying with him, training with him from Europe, Leon, who is a European champion there. Yeah. And uh, when he said something about Hildervat, I just said, okay, you know, quid pro quo, he's going to go over to Europe and do some race with, with Leon. And it didn't even occur to me that that race might be uh, something that would be done in Florida with a name like Hildervat. <laughs> so, so I started doing a little research and I, I, I come to find that in fact, that you're putting this race on in Florida. And then I got curious and, Then I saw a post where it was showing that you're having an event, an elite event where six women, six men, um, pretty good purse, you know, looking at what five grand first place and all-star cast. So, uh, and because it's got spectator value the people can hang out on the beach and watch this thing go down stem to stern. They get to watch some of the best athletes in the sport in the world compete which uh, that's not something that happens very often you know i i've been to several events i've been to world championships uh multiple times and it's like bye (laughs) they all take off and you don't see them and maybe maybe if you're lucky they'll show up for one thing and then they're gone again and uh that doesn't really bode well for spectator value you know and they might have a big screen up so you can kind of see stuff happening like that but there's nothing better than just being able to sit there and actually have front, front row seats to the event taking place, right?
1: Yeah, it's there's a lot there. Um, it, what what you that overview was actually really good. and and when we put this together, uh, I used you know, Hildegrad does kind of sound like one of these European races, but I used a lot of that. I really was inspired by them. I mean, if you look at what's going on in Europe with with OCR, I mean, they put together these really cool, they're in castles and they're running through moats and they're, 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 you know, shooting arrows and then lighting stuff on fire. It's pretty cool. And I'm like, why aren't we giving, you know, more of a show, you know, have a lot more, um, you know, just have a lot more pageantry around these races. And I think that's part of the problem. What you touched on is that um, festival areas are cool. There's obstacles around, but people kind of run off and you don't get to see what's going down. And a lot of times really cool stuff happens. Um, There's lead changes and there's an obstacle that just catches people and it maybe catches them by surprise. It's hard to, it's hard to catch the pros by surprise now, but sometimes you do. And wouldn't that be cool if we were able to see that front and center, kind of see how this thing worked out and, and look at the, the psychology of the runner as they're going through this race going, hey, do I hit this really hard, this stretch of run really hard because I've got this kind of gauntlet of obstacles coming up? Or do I maybe hold back a little bit, keep my heart rate down? So there was a lot of that involved. And with the short track, you can you can really customize the the, the track. And, and the vision is that we would really come in and, and, and add in workouts like a CrossFit. Add in these really difficult upper body grip strength obstacles like Ninja Warrior. These two sports are really, really popular. And I think that if we can kind of combine those three into this really visual, um, really exciting, explosive race that you can watch from start to finish, I think that that's going to really appeal. We hope that that's something that the athletes love and, and the spectators love. And it and it starts to catch on and, and get that universal appeal to all athletes.
0: So, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I understand right now in, in the women's field, you have Lindsey Webster, you have Nicole Miracle, you have Faye Stenning, you've got Corinna Coffin. Um, who am I missing?
1: Well, you just you just spoiled my surprise. Rachel, so, <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay if if you watch. You got you got it here first, but yeah, we're announcing um, two of those athletes this weekend. But uh, we have uh, Lindsay Nicole and Rebecca Hammond,
0: ah, and that's Lauren. Right. There you go,
1: and Lauren Weeks.
0: Yeah. Oh, there you go. So yeah, I just uh, I just slipped slipped my mind. And then the men's field is yeah. pretty st- steep too. You've got you've got Atkins. Kobe. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So there's going to be some all star athletes at this event.
1: I'll name who we've named so far: uh, VJ Jones. Right. Ryan Woods, Aaron Newell, and Ryan Kimson. Okay. And two two will be – one won't be that much of a surprise, but I think the other one will be pretty exciting.
0: All right. Well, um, you know, we've, we talked about this, and I have feelings about how it's going to shake out. I'm really kind of interested to see how it goes. you got an axe throw, right?
1: We have an axe throw in – so what we're going to do on the axe throw, um, it's pretty neat. We can we'll set up the uh, we'll set up the loop. Uh, it'll be a uh, quarter mile, so it'll be basically a half mile radius. But it'll be a quarter mile out and back oval. So that way people can see, and that's where the obstacles will be mostly packed into. Then we'll have an out and back run that'll be a total of a quarter mile. Um, so and then we'll have a couple obstacles like some carries out there uh so it won't be as visual from that far away but those aren't typically as exciting unless somebody throws a bucket at somebody but, uh, <laughs> but you would still be able to see that but we really wanted to put the 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 bigger bolder obstacles you know the the, the really you know big uh aluminum truss obstacles with lots of lots of excitement to them. We really wanted to put those in that quarter mile loop. So the axe throw will be after the loop. So we'll only throw the axe once. We won't have to throw that three times. And uh, we'll throw that once outside the loop on the way to the finish.
0: So what you ought to do is have um, have one of the athletes hold a shield and the other athlete throw the axe at the shield, right? And if you hit the shield, you get to move on if you miss the shield, hit the guy, you win.
1: <laughs> yeah, you hit him in the knee and you just won <laughs> the right. Yeah.
0: yeah, so that's interesting, and that opposed to uh, doing a spear throw. And so uh, I'm assuming there's a target that's challenging enough that you got to hit with this hatchet.
1: Yeah, so I I really wanted to incorporate this that that element um, of the spear throw, but I don't want to do a spear throw because that's been done um so the axe was really something that i wanted to do and i experimented a lot with like a real axe into a, a chunk of wood and i just felt like that was too little too little too extreme um you know somebody throws it behind them and hits the guy behind them or drops it on their toe uh then their race is over so we, we use a, a a really hard plastic hard rubber practice axe so you can't really hurt yourself with it. And then I tried to stick it into hay and the targets into a lot of different configurations. And the spin movement of it really wasn't fair. I mean, you could have a really good throw, really hard to stick it. Uh, so what I did is I got um, metal uh, targets. And when you throw it and hit that target, it makes a distinct sound. So you can hit it really with any part of the axe. And that it'll make that plinking sound, and you're good to go.
0: Got it. Now I'm envisioning the uh, the problem of I don't know how many people are going to be throwing these axes. How many? You got like a lot of axes, or they're tied to a rope? How do you handle that?
1: Yeah, we put it on a truss and we hang um, ten or twelve targets to it, uh, and then we um, we uh, pull it back with a tether. So it's 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 pretty fun. It's really it translates almost identical to the spear throw. The 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 mechanics of it. You know, it with the spear, if you lean back and throw it too hard, the spear flies all over the place and you don't get a good throw. Um, it's really, you know, kind of that drop motion. And the the axe throw is really the same way. You just kinda pop it out there to it, and um it it it, it feels very, very similar to the spear throw. Um, and so you're, the idea or the – the if, if you're anticipating what the axe throw is like as an athlete, it's almost identical to the spear throw, now, which is good and bad, right?
0: Yeah we, it... yeah, we talked about uh, the elites and what have you. Um, is there going to be age group competition, open competition? How do you break out the rest of it?
1: Yeah, so the race in May – is interesting. We've talked about the course and how that's laid out. That's going to be a lot of fun on the beach, spectator friendly. You'll be able to come inside the oval and watch it. Um, so for the athletes on, it's a two day race on Saturday at eight o'clock, that'll be our male elite. And that'll be, you know, non pro The pro that we talked about, the pros will be invite only those 12, Um, and they're going to have their own tournament inside our race. But the elites will come out. That will be the elites will race for prize money and um, and podium medals, age group podiums. Prize money on the elite, heat, male and female is 500 first prize, 250 and 150 for third. And we'll have a 150 masters over 40 oh, cool. overall. So male at eight o'clock, female at 830. And then uh, we'll bring the pros out at 9 a.m to run their first heat. So six pros will run the, the heat on the bat, at Battle of the Beach and we will eliminate the bottom two.
0: So I'd imagine with it being a short course that you're gonna run these people out in, in groups. So heats, for lack of a better term. And yeah, so we'll have heats,
1: especially in the open. So we'll run 50 person heats in in the open um and and for the elites we should be able to just do do one heat we can we can we have a big starting corral so and we can make that as big as we want so as we start to get these um these registrations we'll know how how large to make it for the basically for the elite heat we'll keep the we'll keep the the open heats to around 50 people
0: so every I imagine 50. i'd imagine you know a strategy would be given that it's a short course get out front get out front soon Right. Because yeah, you got three
1: loops. So you're going to be able to, to feel, get a feel for that course, you know, on the first loop and, and know, uh, it's a little tricky because you're going to, you're going to need to know how hard to go out and, and where you may need to take, uh, a risk on an obstacle to catch up, you know, maybe skip jump, skip a couple rings, something like that on some of these rigs uh to make up ground if you need to so it'll be interesting and um i think the temptation i I think the temptation for me would be to go out really hot on the first rep on the first loop and then well maybe uh uh, you
0: you, it's uh obstacle completion you can't you know there's no pass right if you don't finish the obstacle you do it again is that how it works
1: if they don't finish it off so you, you have to do it again. You have to be hundred percent complete for, for on the elite heat.
0: But it's not a penalty type thing. You you can't like no. to out. you got you're gonna to have to uh, you don't you don't finish it, you don't get paid. Correct. Oh, ah, good. So the the question that I had that uh, has been milling around in my head all day is obviously because yeah. these events are occurring on a beach, we got a beach, you know, being in California. Has that a, even crossed your mind?
1: the beach is a big challenge. There's two big challenges with the beach. Um, well, first of all, it's super fun to race on. Uh, you don't see it a lot because there are some challenges with it. So two challenges in Florida, um, the, uh, the tides and sea turtles. So you've got to be, so basically sea turtle season six months out of the year. So we go to lakes, and we go to other venues off the beach. We still have water. We do a lakeside beach if we can, you know, when we find them. And uh, uh, with, there's a lot of them. There's a ton of lakes in Florida. So we, we can really set up some really nice venues in the six months that sea turtles are coming in and out. But, yeah, the tides are always uh, uh, a challenge. The nice thing about tides, though, is they're, they're predictable. So we know we just pick weekends that we don't have these crazy tides um and so but we do have to we have to move the obstacles based on on where the tides are so at the end of the day on a two-day race we have to move the obstacles in we have to slide them in um but we our course design is is can accommodate that and uh um essentially what we have in this may race is right around a 9 a.m low tide which is ideal you have several hundred about 200 yards of open beach on low tide. And you have a high tide at about three 30, which will come up and take you about a little, a little ways into the outside loop of the course. So we have to get everybody kind of off that course uh, and slide those obstacles in by about three,
0: 3:50. So, so my question was, missed it, was that I said, we have a beach meaning that, you know, Have you had thoughts about moving the race out to the West Coast? Oh
1: man, I'd love to do that. I mean, we're gonna we're we're growing here at the uh, in Florida. We got a lot of beach in Florida. We got an opportunity for a lot of races. We have four scheduled for this year uh, with Hilderbach only. I'm also affiliated with a couple other race brands: OCR Overload and Swamp Battle. And we're doing a series uh, a series championship with those three races where you can accumulate points and we're going to have a series championship with a combination of those three races at the end of the year. So, but yeah, expansion, um, North, out Texas, California, I'm a, I'm a California native, so I'd love to get out to California.
0: What part of California are you from?
1: So I I grew up in the uh, San Joaquin Valley Fresno area. Okay, so no beaches there.
0: Yeah, no, there's not. Um, but there is lakes. You can get into. Some there lakes. are lakes,
1: and we're about an hour and a half from from yeah. the beach.
0: So, so uh, the thought I had was good location would be Carpinteria. Carp- yeah, beautiful. Carpinteria beautiful. between Santa Barbara and uh, Ventura, and there's uh, they do a triathlon on that beach. And the reason is because the ocean is very predictable there. So uh, for entry level people wanting to race, uh, you can almost walk out in the ocean, you know, 100 yards without having to swim. Um, So it's it's relatively um, benign from a standpoint of people drowning. Uh, And then, of course, there's Zuma Beach, but uh, Zuma Beach would be ideal except for... The ocean is really unpredictable there. I've done triathlons on that beach. And, uh, you know, it, the there could be rip tides. There can be, you know, you, if you put people in the water there, you might not see them again. It's, it's that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, that's a really good point because uh, high tide and low tide can mean different things, right? So you can have a high tide that comes up and takes your 100 yard beach down to, you know, 50 yards. You can have a high tide that takes your 100-yard beach down to five yards or takes the whole beach. Yeah. So you've got to really watch it in different times of the year. It does different things. So, yeah, you get to kind of become a weather expert. But I grew up on the beach or, you know, I live here on the beach. Um, I've been here for around. Um, I've been here for about uh, close to 30 years mm-hmm. in Jack's Beach. So you become, you know, a, 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 you get a little bit of an expert on weather when you want to go fishing, diving, you know, surfing.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited that there's another, uh, another race out there. Um, you know, as I told you in our conversation earlier, um, you know, I think for the good of the sport, the, the benefit of the athletes, um, you know, vanilla ice cream every day can get boring. You know, you need, you need to shake it up. You need to have some other players in the sport so that the athletes in the sport can flourish. I like that you're doing something different, uh, as opposed to just trying to mimicking the model that is so so often um, uh, people are aware of. Um, it, it takes it to another level. Are you, are you going to actually have people have to swim a little bit, or are they just going to get wet?
1: On this one, we're just going to get wet. Um, I, that's the idea down the road. Um, the 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 difficult part is if you try to put obstacles, just like we talked about, if you try to put obstacles out in the ocean. You got tides moving things all around, so the morning heat might be in waist high water. The afternoon heat, we got to move stuff because they could be overhead. Um, the uh, but on this race, we're gonna we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have the bucket carry weighed out into the beach because we can adjust the 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 um, the course the the carry course based on tides. So that's pretty easy to do. But the but we're really Uh, for our lake races. Yeah. We're going to have stuff out in the water, which is going to be pretty fun. And it'll be, it'll be my concept is that we would have a, a kind of a pseudo swim. And what I mean by that is we put things out, we put obstacles out in the water that you're going to have to get to. Um, if you've ever played in the water much or done much in, in, in lakes or, or pools or, or oceans, You can kind of hop through the water or you can swim through the water. And if you're a good swimmer, you're going to be rewarded because you're going to get there a lot faster by swimming than by trying to wade through it, if it's around chest high or shoulder high.
0: So I just had an interesting thought. You put a barge out, uh, put a barge out, say, I don't know, 100 yards from shore or maybe even a little closer, 50 yards from shore. And that's the start line. So you have to attack the beach, right?
1: So kind of like escape from Alcatraz, right?
0: Well, yeah, yeah. the triathlon where you jump everywhere. in the water. But point being is that if you know, it's like whenever there's an assault, it's usually coming from the ocean to the beach, right? So that you have them run into the obstacles from the be- the ocean. So it it may not be deep enough where they have to actually swim, but you could dolphin your way through, or you could hop, like you suggested, whatever. Yeah, and just get onto the shore, then start running, and hit the obstacles, and that'd be kind of fun to watch,
1: you know. Yeah, we've got concepts, you know, that that we we build this kind of uh, cool Viking ship out there, and you yeah. have to kind of swing across ropes and walk across, you know, gangplanks and you and go. things where you're kind of like marauding the ship. Um, but we're gonna. I want to get first things first. I want to get, a course, out there. I don't need anybody drowning quite yet. So, um, no. guess, but for those concepts, we can do them. I, I just think that we need to, you know, really kind of get a comfort level with people. Let's see if we, they like the concept and then we'll, we'll, we'll continue to step it up and um, make sure we have enough lifeguards to <laughs> take so care of it. Got,
0: you've got this event coming up in May. Then um, what's the next day?
1: So uh, May we have, uh, we are looking at a June date and we are, (laughs) we're looking at a June date. Uh, We are looking at a September date. That's pretty firm. And uh, that'll be inland in Sebring. And we're looking at a uh, November and early December.
0: Cool. So several events going right through the balance of the year. Uh, Is it going to be under the same circumstances? Are you going to have prize money for the elites on all these other events?
1: We're going to do prize money for the elites. We're going also to go. uh, We're going to do prizes, uh, cash, free races, swag, uh, a lot deeper, at least 10 deep, maybe further for the series. And then the, the the idea for us now is that what we have at the at the end of the year we have a really really cool venue, and again we're just it, we're moving slow with the venue announcements because we don't want to announce a race and then have to cancel it. So we're just watching the, the conditions that you know the, the COVID conditions right now um, because we don't want people signing up and then having to cancel and all that. So, but the uh, the end of year race, the series championship race is a beautiful venue it's about 250 acres it's got a lake Uh, it's got some a river that runs through it Uh, it's a uh uh, it's got accommodations it's really high-end i guess you can call them cabins but they're really really cool um and also you could do tent camping on it as well this? this is in middleburg florida
0: whereabouts is that Pardon me? Where, where is that close to?
1: It's here in North Florida. It's about an hour and a half away. It's close to, it's about an hour and a half from Orlando. Uh, it's about an hour outside of Jacksonville downtown. And it's maybe a little less than about 45 minutes. And it's um, about less than an hour from Gainesville. Got so it. it's, in the middle of the state, but up North. And it, uh, uh, we're looking at a 15 uh, a, a K trail championship we're looking at a 10k course that would be a little more traditional with trails and things like that um and then a 5k championship on sunday and then in the evening is our relay race i didn't mention that earlier on our our race schedule but we do have a relay race it was really what inspired us to do this short track race we had a relay race at our first race and um we did it, we set it up kind of like a swim relay where you went out, switched, um, timing vans and then came back like a swim relay. This course for may, we're going to set up in an oval. So it'll be more like a, a a track relay. I think it'll be, it'll be a lot more exciting. This relay race we did it back in October. It was, I mean, it was just nothing short of awesome. It was super exciting. It was super fast paced. Uh, All the athletes came back and said that might've, that was the most fun I've ever had in a race and the spectators too. It was incredible. So that's really kind of what inspired us to get this shorter track and to have, uh, have that. So we're going to keep relay races in our races. They're just just so much fun. Um, uh, So this championship race, we're going to do the relay race. We're going to do it under the lights on Saturday night. So,
0: nice. so is it is it like uh, three people, four people, how many people in the relay?
1: Four-person four relay race. And uh, so at our race in May, we're going to be in between the pro heats. We're going to have the the, the pros run Battle on the Beach with six that will go down to four. And then they'll take a break. We'll run our relay teams out there. So that will be open for whoever wants to to run and sign up for relay races. We'll run that for one hour. So we should be able to get – uh, three or four heats in for that, so that'll that'll more than likely sell out um, quickly. And then uh, we'll bring the pros back for the semifinal, and they'll go from four to two. Uh, and then on Sunday morning, they'll open the race day with the finals, female finals and the male final in the pro heat. And then we're gonna, we're gonna then they're gonna run a relay race. Uh, the pros will run a relay race on our course. Then we'll open it up to open heats the afternoon on Sunday.
0: Cool. There's cool. a lot going on,
1: but it's it 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 and it's it's a little difficult to to manage and kind of conceptually, people are trying to get the feel for how to sign up for these things. But it's 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 worth it. I mean, to be able to have an elite heat and open heats, so something for everybody. To be able to run this relay race. You, you just got to see and and participate. It's so fun and it's so exciting. And, and then to be able to bring in the pros and I really wanted to have the pros run a relay race too, because I just think that's so exciting. And one of our, one of my main partners, uh, Riverbend CBD, Mike Minto really kind of came alongside of us with this relay concept and and he sponsors the relay race. So it's the Riverbend CBD relay race. And, uh, so, we're we just think that we're onto something here. And we'll we'll continue to have a relay race because it is, I mean, it's spectacular. Um, so we hope everybody comes out and enjoys watching that.
0: How's the registration going so far? Looking good.
1: Registration's good. You know, people tend to come in slowly, but I really think we're going to sell this thing out. Um, it, it, so we're we're way ahead on uh, of of schedule right now. With the tides, with the with the um, with the amount of heats that we can run, and the limited amount of people in the heats, we're probably going to cap this thing off at around fifteen hundred, maybe even a little less than that for the two-day race. And uh, we're close to halfway there right now. So, and it's early. You would typically, uh, you know, people like to come in a couple weeks ahead of time. You know. Ahead of time or a week ahead of the race. Uh, I would encourage people to get in early or else you may. It will still be fun to come and watch, but it'll be even more fun to come and race it. And a lot of people are coming in. The reason why it's, it's selling fast as a lot of people are coming in and wanting to race both days just to get back out on this track again.
0: Get it. Um, what was the question I had? Um, so, what I'd envision is because, well, first of all, Florida is, of all the states in, in the country, has been more liberal with their their function. You know, the restaurants were open and such and such. Your governor's doing an amazing job there, in my opinion. And uh, so everybody's getting the vibe that races that are going to go off in Florida are going to go down. So from a standpoint of worrying about COVID, We're getting shut down left and right. The events. And people are gun shy at this point. They just don't trust. They don't trust that the events are going to actually occur. Um, So being in Florida gives you an advantage, I believe. Um, And the fact that you're in May, it's far enough in the year uh, where a lot of people are going to be vaccinated. And the comfort level, I think, of most people is going to get, you know, more and more um, permissive. Uh, I can tell you that I I'm going to have my second vaccine shot uh, in a couple weeks. And so I almost, you know, what I thought to do is get these pendants made for people that are vaccinated so they could wear it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool. Don't worry about me. You know, but um, at the end of the day, I I think things are going to, they're going to come together. And towards the end of the year, you're going to be fine.
1: Yeah. I, I really believe that too. And, and, you know, it's it's difficult. You know, when you when you sit through a year like last year and you watch races, race after race after race get canceled, everything get canceled. And then, you know, I think that human nature is you just go to worst case scenario and you're like, well, maybe no one's ever going to want to race again. You know, maybe this is just it. And we, you know, but then, you know, if logic takes over. and It's like there is so much pent up demand and people want to get out. And what ha- what's happening, I can tell you, it's a great point you bring up. In, here in Florida, we are pretty much back to normal. And, I mean, I know you look at cases. We had a, little bit, we had a spike um, through, through the, the holidays. But the nationwide, that happened, too. So I, I don't want to get, you know, because, look, I'm not a scientist. And I'm not a politician. But um, it looks about the same whether you shut everything down or you go open, the the cases just seem to kind of do the same. So, um, and my point is that our case numbers in Florida are dropping like crazy as they are around the country. And I get calls from people, you know, up north, out in California, and they're like, how is this even possible? Because it is a different mindset. We've pretty much been fully open, restaurants, sporting events, Um, high school, college, professional events have been open, uh, for for about four months now. And so for, for me, I kind of get taken aback a lot of times because I have to realize that it's not that way for a lot of people around the country. But to your point, yeah, we're open and we're having events, Spartans doing their national series sprint here next Saturday. And it's sold out, and it's happening. We already had a race, OCR Overload, one of our affiliated races that we work with. Uh, Aaron Frank he had his race uh, two weeks ago. It was awesome, brand new, very first race, and you know, not canceled. Uh, so it's going to come on. I think it's just going to get bigger and bigger. May in Jacksonville Beach is absolutely gorgeous. I mean. Weather for weather, maybe short of Carpinteria in Santa Barbara, it is spectacular. Uh, the, 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 the beach is beautiful. Uh, the weather is outstanding. To your point, I think vaccinations are going to be up. Cases are going to be down. And I just say, don't hesitate. Jump in. You're going to love it.
0: Well, I, I coach athletes, as you know, and, and I, I'm in charge of a lot of people right now from training and I've been coaching people and training people all through that pandemic and I thought man um it's it's all I can do to try to keep people motivated because they're 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 trying to keep themselves prepared for what you know they're like yeah. you know it's like we start working towards an event and the event get canceled you know and I and I'm putting those fires out left and right and and I you know it's like as an athlete you got to stay sharp you know you can't just you just can't retire for 6 or 8 months and, and then try to get back on game. Uh, you got to keep it. you got to keep after it, right? So yeah. I've always said I try to keep my athletes about 75 80% ready for anything. Uh something shows up, um we're ready. Give us a couple of weeks and we could probably be in in good shape and ready to race. And and so I've tried to keep that mindset among my people just say, look, it's going to happen it's either you're going to be ready or you're not going to be ready. And, um, you know, we have a program we're doing right now. It's a virtual program called obstacle performance project. And we have about 30 athletes in there. And, uh, most of them started out with us the middle of last year, no races, you know, all the races they'd planned for towards the end of the year were dropped, but they're, they're like lit right now. They're, they can't wait to go out and do something. Um, a good many of them are going to go to Jacksonville and, and race uh, next week. But um, opportunities, they're looking for opportunities. And uh, I, I just love that you guys uh, put this together. I, I think it's cool that it's got this flavor to it. And uh, I'm also excited that it, it, it isn't just another Spartan event. So um, I'm, I'm very pleased that, you know, as I, as I told you, I, I reached out to you because I was excited to see another event producer in the wings and uh i I just i'm very excited for your success well
1: i really really appreciate it you did reach out to me and it and it was it was just really really cool of you to do that that and to put this together um you you're right it's it's very difficult if you're an athlete preparing for a date preparing for a race and then have that change it it may even be worse cancellation is rough because obviously there's not going to be a chance, but then moving it, um, you know, we prepared last year for trifecta weekends and then they got canceled. And so, you know, you, you're trying to, you know, peak and taper and do all these things. Uh, so it's difficult. It's hard on the race directors too. And, and race owners, cause you know, there's a lot of cost to put into this and, um, and there's a lot of risk involved because, you know, you just, you just have to put it out there um so that being said what we're looking to do is we're really looking to put something together for the athlete and i think that if you put a, together uh, an event that's spectator friendly and crowds like it and they like to come out to it athletes like to perform in front of crowds they perform better they feel the electricity but you've got to have i mean there's a big difference between a, a race with 200 participants and a race with 2000 participants. It's just same as going to um, to a stadium and watching something live. If there's very few people there and the stadium's empty, you just don't have that electricity. It's like that at a race too. So um, we encourage everybody to come out, uh, race. It's going to be super fun to come out and race. There's always the traditional race and and some people are gonna like that and they won't like ours as much. But i think a lot of people are going to really like ours At the very least they're going to like being able to do both um and 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 have a little bit different flavor but um yeah we've got to come out and support our our local races um the cost is low too i mean our our entry fees are are um you know you're going to be able to race for uh under a hundred dollars which is pretty pretty Awesome um, for the, for the, uh, for, for what you get. Um, So uh, yeah, I just know on on behalf of my team, you know, myself and, and, and you know, my partner, George, uh, George Karaskill, we call him the mayor. So you got to come out and meet George at the very least. He knows everybody. Um, And so he'll be out the race. You got to come meet the mayor. Um, but yeah, come on out and we want to support our athletes, get them into events get them paid and uh in and you guys too um just the, the, the ocr athlete that, that that loves this sport come out and love it and, and come on back we,
0: what's what's we, the website for registration
1: hildervat.com it's h-i-l d e r v a t and you can register there on run sign up
0: and this is how you spell it right hildervat com.
1: That's it. Dot
0: com. I had so to only- up there one more time. It just had to come back one more time. <laughs> I went through yeah. You,
1: you, the flaming logo never gets old, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Well, look, uh, Dan, I appreciate having a chance to do this with you. Uh, I wish I could say I'm coming out. Uh, unfortunately, that doesn't look like it's going to happen, but uh, you know, I'm going to try to keep you in the loop. Maybe one day. I'll get a chance to come out and participate or participate. I'm going to come out and support some athletes. Let's do that.
1: We'd love to have you. Um, You know, obviously your expertise and and what you do with your athletes. um, That's always something we'd we'd be love to have you out there and, and and get your input on it. Um, We're going to be doing, uh, we're going to try to capture as much of this as we can record this and, 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 have it available so um we're gonna get a lot of footage and edit that up and, and and put something together because i really feel like this this lineup that we have coming out we may never see these athletes racing head to head in a tournament style format um i don't know if we ever have um but we may never again so it's pretty cool we're going to make sure we we capture that
0: well uh I'm sure that there's something we could do synergy wise. I, I, I told you I did do I did a clinic uh, at a bone frog event up in New Jersey one year. Um, I I really enjoyed working with those guys. I think they're doing a good job. And uh, I mean, I I have a soft spot for the military. My son's in, in special ops. So um, the idea of trying to do something to to help those guys out, you know, I was all about it, so it was fun. We did a clinic um, uh, the day that people came in to pick up their packets and race stuff, and um, I think maybe maybe it was in the morning before the event started. I forgot, but um, a bunch of people came for that, and uh, you know, we put on a clinic, and I just flipped around and just came back to California. So I'm, I'm I'm liable to do just about anything if it makes sense.
1: No, we'd be honored to have you out and, and doing that. And, and what, a, what a huge opportunity for, you know, runners to be able to come out and get that kind of expertise and improve their game. I mean, that's, that's priceless.
0: Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Well, again, thank you so much. And uh, I wish you the very best of luck. And uh, make sure, if he forgets, make sure that VJ puts on my hat on the podium. He's got to be reminded sometimes.
1: I like think he's supposed to wear a Riverbend C B E hat or a Hildervaught hat, but maybe we'll, we'll just have to make an exception. Now, he, sing, he says he's going to be on top of the podium. So Yeah,
0: and I think he's going to be on top of the podium, too. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be able to wear Riverbend River because he and I both are sponsored by um, uh, Venga. A little bit of a conflict there.
1: Well, he's going to have to hold the check. Yeah. A giant check, and that'll say Riverbend CBD yeah. on it.
0: Well, you know what? The bigger check matters, right? Uh, maybe that's a, a shout-out to uh, to Venga that they need to, to to put up a bigger check.
1: Yeah. Um, or just yeah, sure. Yeah, they should. <laughs> um, it, VJ's worth it, right? That's what I said. Uh, yeah, for sure, these guys are. But, yeah, I think, you know, it's funny because we – Quick story. We put out the, uh, we we announced the athletes and he was the first male athlete we announced. So he, he, and we listed them out We, we continue to list them out and fill in the blanks as, as the days go on. And so he was first there too. And he said, um, is this the order of finish? So, (laughs) um, so some of the other athletes might have a, uh, something to say about that. They might have a response for that. So,
0: well, I'm biased, you know, clearly I'm biased, but um, I, I know how that kid performs better than anyone, uh, cause I've worked with him for the past three years and he's basically unstoppable in a short course event and his obstacle proficiency is wizard. Like he, he gets through things quick and, uh, and I know there's some, trust me, I'm not taking anything away from the other guys. Uh, you got an all-star field and some of these guys are just brilliant And I mean, Atkins is brilliant. Um, and Kempson has been really fast And Aaron in his own right Is a very fast runner uh, I just You can never count out Woodsy Yeah, Woodsy as well I just, a runner. I just think when it comes to a short event Like that where there's a lot of obstacles um, I, I just think the the Collective capacities That, uh, that VJ is going to bring to the table Is going to be really, really tough to beat We may have to make a bet <laughs>
1: That's what I'm <laughs> thinking we may have to put odds down on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we know who your favorite is. So yeah, we may have to put something out there where maybe we collect some of the the folks out there that are keeping track and watching the work race, maybe kind of tally up and see who the, who the favorite is out there. But uh, no doubt about it. VJ Jones is a talent and and we're super excited to have him as well as the others. Um, I think everybody on this list is, is deserving to be here. Um, they really are the best of the best. I, actually, we even put out when we announced VJ we said the future of obstacle course racing meets the future of obstacle course races. so
0: so uh, who's your who's your pick for the uh, for the women
1: Man, that is uh, you know that's anybody's race. I, the way this thing sets up, it sets up for a lot of their strengths. I mean, hard to bet against Lindsay Webster, but I'll tell you, this course sets up for all of these women really, really well. It's going to be you, – you're going to have to come out and see this thing live. How, how could you miss it? You know? I'm going to go with
0: Rebecca Hammond.
1: Going with Rebecca?
0: Okay, cool. I think, I think she's uh, – well, first of all, since her, her introduction to the sport, she surprised the crap out of everybody. You know, I mean, out of nowhere, she was crushing the field um and her pedigree is in shorter races uh and and uh her obstacle proficiency is pretty pretty solid too so i i don't think it's going you know you know trust me when i tell you I, I think lindsay is amazing uh very capable faye uh you know faye and i are really good friends and and i i have i mean faye's on the cover of my book okay faye faye and i are good friends and and i think that she's she's definitely got a lot uh to show I think she's probably ready to to throw down. Uh, this course
1: sets up really well for her, so I'm excited she's coming.
0: Yeah, face quick. I mean, she can run, and uh, you know, Corinna Coffin, I, I I like her for the obstacles. Uh, I just don't. I don't know if she's quick enough. Uh, but you know, she. I saw her in the TMX uh, Tough Mudder uh, X event, and uh, she got that's. Pretty much, if I had to try to compare the two events, that's very close. Um, kind of CrossFit-ish, and then into some obstacles with some running. And uh, she uh, she won that, and uh, she was she was she was tough. Um, I just don't think there was a lot of fast women in that sport uh, to compete with because it came in and went away really quick. But um, I don't know. It's gonna. I'm with you. It's gonna be an inter- interesting race. I won't be surprised. No matter who who takes the first place, I won't be surprised. Um, but if I had a bet, uh, I I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that I think Rebecca Hammond's going to throw down. She's going to she's going to you know she's going to be fearful.
1: Well, I you know I told each of these athletes or you know I intimated it's like that it, you know Hildebrand, we really want you to win. But I said that to all of them, so they don't know.
0: yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, honestly, I'm a mercenary. I don't really, I don't really, uh, I, I, the best man or woman win. That's all I care yeah. about, right? Yeah. Well, I'm well, going to let and, you go. And, Thank you so yeah, much. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. And uh, we'll get this up for people to see and and hear um, this afternoon. I'll send you the link.
1: Awesome. Well, it was a lot of fun. I super appreciate it. Yep. And I uh, can't wait to do it again.
0: All right. Take care. Take care. Okay, here we are. This is like the uh, the new version of my podcast where we're actually going to see me and my guest. And in this case, I have Dan Woods with me. Very pleased to have him along. And Dan, uh, you got to help me now because I don't know everything, Dan. So you're co-founder, founder of your event?
1: Founder of the Hilderbot Race. Uh, we started in last year, 2020. So the beginning of the year looked like four events and we were just gonna get this thing rolling and um have tons of people out having fun and then we had a global pandemic.
0: Shit it, hit the fan.
1: It literally hit the fan. And so <laughs> yeah. um you know that was tough. I mean we 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 sat and we said, Well, you know, do we just scratch it this year? And and there was There was some folks involved with the team that just said, let's just pack it in. But I I really wanted to uh, I really wanted to get the race out. I really wanted to get the idea and the concept out to people and people were really looking to do an event. Um, It it was it was rough for everybody, Uh, you know, even. You know, with us and, and, and our, I have I have kids that race and, and we go out and, and we train and we race. And, you know, we kept getting ready for these races and then they just get canceled and it just was, it was deflating. Um, so I, I said, let's get this thing out. We had a couple uh, dates, they got moved, but we finally had a race in um, October of last year. And our concept is to do these races on the beach, which has its own challenges over and above COVID. So, um, we, we did, we, we got the race out. Uh, we had a, uh, had an October race in Jacksonville beach and it was, it was really the, the, the takeaway was that it, it was the vision that that we wanted to have. And that's that you put these obstacles out on a beach on the sand and, you know, you walk over the boardwalk, the sun is rising, and it's, it's shining off this the shiny aluminum trusses, and there's flags flying. And you just look out at the field of battle down there, and it it, it was really cool. It blew people's minds. I mean, most people aren't used to seeing something like that. they used to seeing a couple obstacles around the festival area, the start gate. You run off into the mountains, and then you come back a couple yeah. years later. You know, yeah, so, and this so, uh, thing was really... Yeah. It was really visual for people. So it was really
0: a lot of fun. So predicated on the conversation that you and I had uh, a day ago, what I understand this to be is it's essentially a a circuit oriented obstacle course race held on a beach in Florida and um, short course for the most part and multiple loops and uh, it's on the beach. So in Hildervat, I guess, uh, you explained to me, represents battle and water, correct? So
1: war. That's correct. It's, yeah. Water battle, yeah. Water we, battle. Hilder is, is is battle and water is, is water.
0: So. so do you have a Norwegian background?
1: No. I, I, I looked up Old Norse on the internet, and it's a dead language, so it's kind of loosely interpreted, so I basically made it. All right.
0: All right. So um, so when you show up, do you wear one of those freaking hats with the horns and stuff sticking out the sides?
1: You know, that that's the vision that we have, this big Viking kind of starting everybody off with the horn, you know, and it's... Well,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I tried to... I was working that out in my head, you know, after our conversation, is just wondering, you know, as opposed to this um, thing that Spartan does when they start the race, you can get that, that battle cry going with that... with that. Uh, I don't know what that is. That's some freaking... Um, but uh, that would be cool. So what yeah. uh, you know the reason the reason I even am aware of this event is because I coach VJ Jones and um, I saw that he had posted in a thread that he was going to attend the Hildervat. And what's interesting about this is because right now uh, he's he's got a visitor staying with him, training with them from Europe, Leon, who is a uh, European champion there. Uh, and uh when he said something about hildervat i just said okay you know quid pro quo he's going to go over to europe and do some race with with leon and it didn't even occur to me that that race might be uh something that would be done in florida with a name like hildervat (laughs) so so i started doing a little research and I, i i come to find that in fact that you're putting this race on in florida and then i got curious and Then I saw a post where it was showing that you're having an event, an elite event, where six women, six men, um, pretty good purse, you know, looking at what, five grand first place and all-star cast. So, uh, and because it's got spectator value, the people can hang out on the beach and watch this thing go down stem to stern. They get to watch some of the best athletes in the sport in the world compete which uh, that's not something that happens very often. You know, I, I've been to several events. I've been to world championships, uh, multiple times and it's like, bye. (laughs) They all take off and you don't see them. And maybe, maybe if you're lucky, they'll show up for one thing and then they're gone again. And, uh, that doesn't really bode well for spectator value, you know, and they might have a big screen up so you can kind of see stuff happening like that. But, there's nothing better than just being able to sit there and actually have front, front row seats to the event taking place, right?
1: Yeah, it's, there's a lot there. Um, it, what what you, that overview was actually really good. And and when we put this together, uh, I used, you know, Hilderoy does kind of sound like one of these European races, but I used a lot of that. I really was inspired by them. I mean, if you look at what's going on in Europe with, with OCR, I mean, They put together these really cool, they're in castles and they're running through moats and they're, 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 you know, shooting arrows and then lighting stuff on fire. It's pretty cool. And I'm like, why aren't we giving, you know, more of a show, you know, have a lot more, um, you know, just have a lot more pageantry around these races. And I think that's part of the problem. What you touched on is that, um, festival areas are cool. There's obstacles around, but people kind of run off and you don't get to see what's going down. And a lot of times really cool stuff happens. Um, there's lead changes and there's an obstacle that just catches people and it, it maybe uh, catches them by surprise. It's hard to, it's hard to catch the pros by surprise now, but sometimes you do. And wouldn't that be cool if we were able to see that front and center, can kind of see how this thing worked out and, and look at the, the psychology of the runner as they're going through this race going, hey, do I hit this really hard, this stretch of run really hard because I've got this kind of gauntlet of obstacles coming up? Or do I maybe hold back a little bit, keep my heart rate down? So there was a lot of that involved. And with the short track, you can you can really customize the the, the track. And, and the vision is that we would really come in and, and, and add in workouts like a CrossFit add in these really difficult upper body grip strength obstacles like Ninja Warrior. These two sports are really, really popular. And I think that if we can kind of combine those three into this really visual, um, really exciting, explosive race that you can watch from start to finish, I think that that's going to really appeal. We hope that that's something that the athletes love and, and the spectators love. And it, and it starts to catch on and, and get that universal appeal to all athletes.
0: So, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I understand right now in, in the women's field, you have Lindsay Webster, you have Nicole Miracle, you have Faye Stenning, you've got Corinna Coffin. Um, who am I missing?
1: Well, you just you just spoiled my surprise.
0: So... <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's okay. If, if you watch, you got you got it here first but yeah we're announcing um two of those athletes this weekend but uh we have uh Lindsay Nicole and Rebecca Hammond oh, and that's Lauren. Right. there you go and Lauren Weeks
0: yeah Oh, there you go so yeah i just uh, i just slipped slipped my mind and then the men's field is yeah. pretty st- steep too you've got you've got Atkins hold Good. on <laughs> <laughs> all right so there's going to be some all-star athletes at this event
1: i'll name who we've named so far uh vj jones right Ryan Woods, Aaron Newell, and Ryan Kimson. Okay. And two, two will be one. Won't be that much of a surprise, but I think the other one will be pretty exciting.
0: All right. Well, um, you know we we talked about this, and I have feelings about how it's going to shake out. I'm really kind of interested to see how it goes. You got an axe throw, right?
1: We have an axe throw in. So what we're going to do on the axe throw, um, it's pretty neat. We can we'll set up the uh, we'll set up the loop. Uh, it'll be a uh, quarter mile, so it'll be basically a half mile radius, but it'll be a quarter mile out and back oval. So that way people can see, and that's where the obstacles will be mostly packed into. Then we'll have an out and back run that'll be a total of a quarter mile. Um, so and then we'll have a couple of obstacles like some carries out there uh so it won't be as visual from that far away but those aren't typically as exciting unless somebody throws a bucket at somebody but, uh, <laughs> but you would still be able to see that but we really want to put the 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 bigger bolder obstacles you know the, the the really you know big uh aluminum truss obstacles with lots of lots of Excitement to them. We not really want to put those in that quarter mile loop. So the ax throw will be after the loop. So we'll only throw the ax once. We won't have to throw that three times. And uh, we'll throw that once outside the loop on the way to the finish.
0: So what you ought to do is have um, have one of the athletes hold a shield and the other athlete throw the ax at the shield, right? And if you hit the shield, you get to move on. If you miss the shield, and hit the guy, you win.
1: <laughs> yeah. You hit him in the knee and just won the yeah. right.
0: Yeah. So that's interesting. That opposed to uh, doing a spear throw. And so uh, I'm assuming there's a target that's challenging enough that you got to hit with this hatchet.
1: Yeah. So I, I really wanted to incorporate this that, that element um, of the spear throw. But I don't want to do a spear throw because that's been done. Um, so the axe was really something that I wanted to do. And I experimented a lot with like a real axe into a, a chunk of wood. And I just felt like that was too little too little too extreme. Um, you know, if somebody throws it behind them and hits the guy behind them or drops it on their toe, uh then the race is over. So we, we use a, a a really hard plastic, hard rubber practice axe. You can't really hurt yourself with it. And then I tried to stick it into hay and the targets into a lot of different configurations. And the spin movement of it really wasn't fair. I mean, you could have a really good throw, really hard to stick it. Uh, so what I did is I got um, metal uh, targets. And when you throw it and hit that target, it makes a distinct sound. So you can hit it really with any part of the ax and that it'll make that plinking sound, and you're good to go.
0: Got it. Now I'm envisioning the uh, the problem of I don't know how many people are going to be throwing these axes. How many? You got like a lot of axes, or they tied to a rope. How do you handle that?
1: Yeah, we put it on a truss and we hang um, ten or twelve targets to it, uh, and then we um, we uh, pull it back with a tether. So it's 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 pretty fun. It's really it, it translates almost identical to the spear throw, the, the, the mechanics of it. You know, it, with the spear, if you lean back and throw it too hard, the spear flies all over the place and you don't get a good throw. Um, it's really, you know, kind of that drop motion. And the, the axe throw is really the same way. You just kind of pop it out there to it. And um, it, 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 it feels very, very similar to the spear throw. Um, and so you're the idea or the, the, if, if you're anticipating what the ax throw is like as an athlete, it's almost identical to the spear throw. Now we should stand bad, right?
0: Yeah. We, love it. yeah. we talked about uh, the elites and what have you. Um, is there going to be age group competition, open competition? How do you break out the rest of it?
1: Yeah. So the race in May, is interesting we've talked about the course and how that's laid out that's gonna be a lot of fun on the beach spectator friendly you'll be able to come inside the oval and watch it um so for the athletes on it's a two-day race on saturday at eight o'clock that'll be our male elite and that'll be you know non-pro the pro that we talked about the pros will be invite only those 12 Um, and they're going to have their own tournament inside our race but the elites will come out, that will be, the elites will race for prize money and, um, and podium medals, age group podiums. Prize money on the elite heat, male and female, is 500 first prize, 250 and 150 for third, and we'll have a 150 masters over 40
0: oh, cool. overall.
1: So male at eight o'clock, female at 8.30, and then uh, we'll bring the pros out at 9 a.m to run their first heat. So six pros will run the the heat on the the Battle of the Beach and we will eliminate the bottom two.
0: So I'd imagine with it being a short course that you're gonna run these people out in in groups. So heats for lack of a better term.
1: Yeah, so we'll have heats, especially in the open. So we'll run 50 person heats in, in the open um and and for the elites we should be able to just do do one heat we can we can we have a big starting corral so and we can make that as big as we want so as we start to get these um these registrations we'll know how how large to make it for the basically for the elite we'll keep the we'll keep the the open heats to around 50 people so i
0: imagine i'd imagine you know a strategy would be given that it's a short course get out front get out front soon Right? Because yeah, you got three loops. So
1: you're gonna be able to, to feel get a feel for that course, you know, on the first loop, and and know, uh, it's a little tricky, because you're gonna, you're gonna need to know how hard to go out and, and where you may need to take uh, a risk on an obstacle to catch up, you know, maybe skip jump, skip a couple rings, something like that on some of these rigs uh to make up ground if you need to so it'll be interesting and um i think the temptation i, I think the temptation for me would be to go out really hot on the first re- on the first loop and then
0: well maybe that, uh, uh you, you it's uh obstacle completion you can't you know there's no pass right if you don't f- finish the obstacle you do it again is that how it works
1: if they Don't finish the so you, you have to do it again. You have to be 100 percent complete for for on the elite heat.
0: But it's not a penalty type thing. You you can't like no. you got You're gonna to have to. Uh, you don't you don't finish it. You don't get paid. Correct. Oh, ah, good. So the the okay. question that I had that uh, has been milling around in my head all day is obviously because yeah. these events are occurring on a beach. We got a beach, you know, being in California. Has that a, even crossed your mind?
1: the beach is a big challenge. There's two big challenges with the beach. Um, well, first of all, it's super fun to race on. Uh, you don't see it a lot because there are some challenges with it. So two challenges in Florida, um, the, uh, the tides and sea turtles. So you've got to be, so basically sea turtle season six months out of the year. So we go to lakes, and we go to other venues off the beach. We still have water. We do a lake side beach if we can, you know, when we find them. And uh, uh, there's a lot of them. There's a ton of lakes in Florida. So we, we can really set up some really nice venues in the six months that sea turtles are coming in and out. But yeah, the tides are always uh, uh, a challenge. The nice thing about tides though, is they're, they're predictable. So we know we just pick weekends that we don't have these crazy tides. Um, and so, but we do have to, we have to move the obstacles based on, on where the tides are. So at the end of the day, on a two day race, we have to move the obstacles in we have to slide them in. Um, but we, our course design is, is kind of accommodate that. And, uh, um, essentially what we have in this may race is right around a 9 AM low tide, which is ideal. You have. Several hundred, about 200 yards of open beach on low tide. Then you have a high tide at about 3:30, which will come up and take you about a little, a little ways into the outside loop of the course. So we have to get everybody kind of off that course uh, and slide those obstacles in by about three
0: 3.50. So, so my question was, missed it was that I said we have a beach, meaning that you know. Have you had thoughts about moving the race out to the West Coast?
1: Oh man, I'd love to do that. I mean, we're gonna we're we're growing here at the uh, in Florida. We got a lot of beach in Florida. We got opportunity for a lot of races. We have four scheduled for this year uh, with Hilderbot only. I'm also affiliated with a couple other race brands: OCR Overload and Swamp Battle. And we're doing a series uh, a series championship with those three races where you can accumulate points. And um, we're gonna have a series championship with a combination of those three races at the end of the year. So, but yeah, expansion um, up north, out Texas, California. I'm a, I'm a California native, so I'd love to get out to California. Some beautiful.
0: What part of California are you from?
1: So, I, I grew up in the uh, San Joaquin Valley, Fresno area.
0: Okay. So, no beaches there. Yeah, no, there's not. <laughs> um, but there is lakes. You can get into There are lakes, and we're about an hour and a half from, from yeah. the beach. So, uh, the thought I had was a good location would be Carpinteria. Carp- yeah, beautiful. Carpinteria beautiful. between Santa Barbara and uh, Ventura. And there's uh, they do a triathlon on that beach. Uh And the reason is because the ocean is very predictable there. So uh, for entry level people wanting to race, uh, you can almost walk out in the ocean, you know, 100 yards without having to swim. Um, So it's it's relatively um, benign from a standpoint of people drowning. Uh, And then, of course, there's Zuma Beach, but uh, Zuma Beach would be ideal except for... The ocean is really unpredictable there. I've done triathlons on that beach. And, uh, you know, it the there could be riptides. There can be, you know, you, if you put people in the water there, you might not see them again. It's, it's that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, that's a really good point because uh, high tide and low tide can mean different things, right? So you can have a high tide that comes up and takes your 100-yard beach down to, you know, 50 yards. You can have a high tide that takes your hundred yard beach down to five yards or takes the whole beach yeah. so you've got to really watch it in different times of the year it does different things so yeah you get to kind of become a weather expert but i grew up on the beach or you know i live here on the beach um i've been here for um, i've been here for about uh, close to 30 years mm-hmm. in jacks beach so you become you know a, 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 you get a little bit of an expert on weather when you want to go fishing diving you know surfing
0: yep yeah. Well, um, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited that there's another, uh, another race out there. Um, you know, as I told you in our conversation earlier, um, you know, I think for the good of the sport, the the benefit of the athletes, um, you know, vanilla ice cream every day can get boring. You know, you need, you need to shake it up. You have some other players in the sport so that the, athletes in the sport can flourish i like that you're doing something different uh as opposed to just trying to mimicking the model that is so so often um uh, people are aware of um it, it takes it to another level are you, are you going to actually have people have to swim a little bit or are they just going to get wet
1: on this one we're just going to get wet um I, that's the idea down the road um the 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 difficult part is if you try to put obstacles just like we talked about. If you try to put obstacles out in the ocean, you got tides moving things all around. So the morning heat might be in waist high water. The afternoon heat, we got to move stuff because they could be overhead. Um, the uh, but on this race, we're gonna we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have the bucket carry weighed out into the beach because we can adjust the 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 um, the course. The, the, carry course based on tides. So that's pretty easy to do, but the, but we're really uh, for our lake races. Yeah. We're gonna have stuff out in the water, which is going to be pretty fun. And it'll be, it'll be, my concept is that we would have a, a kind of a pseudo swim. And what I mean by that is we put things out, we put obstacles out in the water that you're going to have to get to. Um, if you've ever, played in the water much or done much in, in, in lakes or, or pools or, or oceans, you can kind of hop through the water or you can swim through the water. And if you're a good swimmer, you're going to be rewarded because you're going to get there a lot faster by swimming than by trying to wade through it. It's if it's around chest high or shoulder high.
0: So I just had an interesting thought. You put a barge out, uh, put a barge out, say uh I don't know, 100 yards from shore, or maybe even a little closer, 50 yards from shore, and that's the start line. So you have to attack the beach, right?
1: So kind of like Escape from Alcatraz, right?
0: Well, yeah,
1: yeah. Riot, but the triathlon where you jump everywhere. in the water.
0: But point being is that if you know, it's like whenever there's an assault, it's usually coming from the ocean to the beach, right? So that you have them run into the obstacles from the be- the ocean. So it, it may not be deep enough where they have to actually swim, but you could dolphin your way through or you could hop like you suggested, whatever, yeah. and just get onto the shore, then start running, and hit the obstacles. And that'd be kind of fun to watch, you know?
1: Yeah. We've got concepts, you know, that we that we build this kind of uh, cool Viking ship out there and you yeah. have to kind of switch across ropes and walk yeah. across, you know, gangplanks and, you and things where you're kind of like marauding the ship um, but we're gonna, I want to get first things first. I want to get a course out there. I don't need anybody drowning quite yet. So, um, no. guess, but for those concepts, we can do them. I, I just think that we need to, you know, really kind of get a comfort level with people. Let's see if we, they like the concept and then we'll, we'll, we'll continue to step it up and, um, make sure we have enough lifeguards to <laughs> take so care you of got,
0: it. You've got this event coming up in May. Then um, what's the next date?
1: So uh, May we have, uh, we are looking at a June date and we are, <laughs> Love that. we're looking at a June date. Uh, we are looking at a September date. That's pretty firm. And uh, that'll be in, in Sebring. And we'll look at a uh, November and early December.
0: Cool. So several events going right through the balance of the year. Is it going to be under the same circumstances? Are you going to have prize money for the elites on all these other events?
1: We're going to do prize money for the elites. We're going also to going to do prizes, cash, free races, swag, a lot deeper. At least ten deep, maybe further for the series. And then the the, the idea for us now at the at the end of the year. We have a really, really cool venue, and again, we're just we're moving slow with the venue announcements because we don't want to announce a race and then have to cancel it. So we're just watching the the conditions, the you know the the COVID conditions right now, because we don't want people signing up and then having to cancel and all that. So, but the uh, the end of year race, the series championship race, is a beautiful venue. It's about 250 acres. It's got a lake. Uh, it's got some, a river that runs through it. Uh, it's a, uh, uh, it's got accommodations. These really high end. I guess you can call them cabins, but they're really, really cool. Um, and also you could do tent camping on it as well. Where and is the guy, this?
0: this is in Middleburg, Florida. Where is that close to?
1: It's here in North Florida. It's about an hour and a half away. It's about an hour and a half from Orlando. Uh, it's about an hour outside of, Jacksonville downtown and it's maybe a little less than about 45 minutes and it's um, about less than an hour from Gainesville. So it's in the middle of the state, but up north and it uh, uh, we're looking at a, a 15k trail championship. We're looking at a 10k course that would be a little more traditional with trails and things like that and then a 5k championship on Sunday and then in the evening is our relay race. And I didn't mention that earlier on our, our race schedule, but we do have a relay race. It was really what inspired us to do this short track race. We had a relay race at our first race and, um, we set it up kind of like a swim relay where you went out, switched timing vans, and then came back like a swim relay this course for may, we're going to set up in an oval. So it'll be more like a, a, a track relay, okay. which I think will be. It would be a lot more exciting. This relay race we did back in October, it was, I mean, it was just nothing short of awesome. It was super exciting. It was super fast paced. All the athletes came back and said that might have, that was the most fun I've ever had in a race. And the spectators too. It was incredible. So that's really kind of what inspired us to get this shorter track and to have have that. So, we're going to keep relay races in our races. They're just, they're just so much fun. Uh, so, this championship race, we're going to do the relay race. We're going to do it under the lights on Saturday night.
0: So, is it like uh, three people, four people? How many people in the relay?
1: Four person relay race. And uh, so, at our race in May, we're going to be in between the pro heats. We're going to have the, the, the pros run battle on the beach with six that'll go down to four. And then they'll take a break we'll run our relay teams out there. So that'll be open for whoever wants to, to run and sign up for relay races. We'll run that for one hour. So we should be able to get three or four heats in for that. So that'll that'll more than likely sell out quickly. And then we'll bring the pros back for the semifinal and they'll go from four to two. And then on Sunday morning, they'll open the race day with the finals, female final and the male final in the pro heat. And then, we're, we're gonna, then they're going to run a relay race. Uh, the pros will run a relay race on our course. Then we'll open it up to open heats. Cool. There's cool. a lot going on, but it's, it's a little difficult to, to manage and kind of conceptually people are trying to get the feel for how to sign up for these things. But it's, it's worth it. I mean, to be able to have an elite heat and open heat, so something for everybody. Be able to run this relay race, you just got to see and, and participate. It's so fun and it's so exciting. And, and then to be able to bring in the pros, and I really wanted to have the pros run a relay race too, because I just think that's so exciting. And one of our, one of my main partners, uh, Riverbend CBD, Mike Minto really kind of came alongside of us with this relay concept and, and he sponsors the relay race. So it's the Riverbend CBD <laughs> relay race we just think that we're onto something here and we'll we'll continue to have a relay race cuz it is i mean it's spectacular so we hope everybody comes out and enjoys watching that
0: how's the registration going so far looking good
1: registration's good you know people tend to come in slowly but i really think we're going to sell this thing out we're way ahead on of, of of schedule right now with the tides with the amount of heats that we can run and the limited amount of people in the heats we're probably going to cap this thing off at around fifteen hundred, maybe even a little less than that for the two-day race, and uh, we're close to halfway there right now. And it's early, yeah. you know. People like to come in a couple of weeks ahead of you know ahead of time or a week ahead of the race. Uh, I would encourage people to get in early, or else you may it will be fun to come and watch, but it'll be even more fun to come and race it. And a lot of people are coming in. The reason why it's selling fast is a lot of people are coming in and wanting to race both days just to get back out on this track again.
0: So what I'd envision is because, well, first of all, Florida, of all the states in the the country, has been more liberal with their their function. Restaurants were open and such and such. Everybody's getting the vibe that races that are going to go off in Florida are going to go down. So from a standpoint of worrying about COVID, we're getting shut down left and right. People are gun shy at this point. They just don't trust. They don't trust that the events are going to actually occur. So being in Florida gives you an advantage, I believe. And the fact that you're in May, it's far enough in the year where a lot of people are going to be vaccinated. And the comfort level, I think, of most people is going to get, you know, more and more permissive. At the end of the day, I th- I think things are going to they're going to come together and towards the end of the year you're going to be fine.
1: Yeah, I I really believe that too. And and you know, it's difficult, you know, when you when you sit through a year like last year and you watch races race after race after race get canceled, everything get canceled. And then, you know, I think that human nature is you just go to worst-case scenario and you're like, "Well, maybe no one's ever going to want to race again." you know, maybe this is just it. But then logic takes over. And it's like, there's so much pent up demand, and people want to get out. What's happening, I can tell you, it's a great point you bring up in here in Florida, we are pretty much back to normal. And I mean, I know you look at cases, we had a little bit, we had a spike through through the, the holidays, but the nationwide that happened too. so look, I'm not a scientist, and I'm not a politician. But it looks about the same, whether you shut everything down or you go open, the the cases just seem to kind of do the same. So, and my point is that our case numbers in Florida are dropping like crazy as they are around the country. And I get calls from people, you know, up North, out in California, and they're like, how is this even possible? Because it is a different mindset. We've pretty much been fully open restaurants, sporting events, high school, college, professional events have been open for about four months now. And so for for me, I kind of get taken aback a lot of times because I have to realize that it's not that way for a lot of people around the country. But to your point, yeah, we're open and we're having events Spartans doing their national series sprint here next Saturday and it's sold out and it's happening. We already had a race, OCR Overload, one of our affiliated races that we work with. Uh, Aaron Frank, he had his race two weeks ago. It was awesome, brand new, very first race, and you know, not canceled. So it's gonna come on, I think it's just gonna get bigger and bigger. May in Jacksonville Beach is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, Weather for weather, maybe short of Carpinteria in Santa Barbara. It is spectacular. Uh, the, the, the beach is beautiful. Uh, the weather is outstanding. To your point, I think vaccinations are going to be up. Cases are going to be down. And I just say, don't hesitate. Jump in. You're going to love it.
0: Well, I, I coach athletes, as you know, and, and I – I'm in charge of a lot of people right now from training and I've been coaching people and training people all through that pandemic. And I thought, man, um, it's, it's all I can do to try to keep people motivated because they're, they're, they're trying to keep themselves prepared for what we start working towards an event and the event get canceled. You just can't retire for six or eight months and got to keep after it. Right. So I've always said, I try to keep my athletes about 75, 80% ready for anything. Something shows up, we're ready. Give us a couple of weeks and we could probably be in in good shape and ready to race. And so I've tried to keep that mindset among my people. It's gonna happen. It's either gonna be ready or you're not gonna be ready. And you know, we have a program we're doing right now. It's a program called Obstacle Performance Project. And we have about 30 athletes. Most of them started out with us the middle of last year. No races. You know, all the races they'd planned for towards the end of the year were dropped. They're like lit right now. They're, they can't wait to go out and do something. A good many of them are going to go to Jacksonville and, and race. But um, I just love that you guys uh, put this together. I, I think it's cool that it's, it isn't just another Spartan event. As I told you, I, I was excited to see another event producer in the wings. I'm very excited for your success.
1: Well, I really really appreciate it. You did reach out to me and it, and it was it was just really really cool of you to do that that and to put this together. Um you you're right. It's it's very difficult if you're an athlete preparing for a date, preparing for a race and then have that changed. It may even be worse. Cancellation is rough because obviously there's not, not going to be a chance. But then moving it, you know, we prepared last year for Trifecta weekends and then they got canceled. And so, you know, you you're trying to you know, peak and taper and do all these things. Uh, so it's difficult. It's hard on the race directors too and, and race owners because, you know, there's a lot of cost to put into this and, and there's a lot of risk involved because you just have to put it out there. So that being said, what we're looking to do is we're really looking to put something together for the athlete. And I think that if you put it together uh, an event that's spectator friendly and crowds like it and they like to come out to it. Athletes like to perform in front of crowds, they perform better, they feel the electricity, but you've gotta have, I mean, there's a big difference between a, a race with 200 participants and a race with 2000 participants. It's just same as going to um, to a stadium and watching something live. If there's very few people there and the stadium's empty, you just don't have that electricity. It's like that at a race too. So we encourage everybody to come out, race it's going to be super fun to come out and race there's always the traditional race some people are gonna like that and they won't like ours as much but i think a lot of people are going to really like ours or at the very least they're going to like being able to do both um, and, and and have a little bit different flavor we've got to come out and support our local races the cost is low too i mean our our entry fees are under a hundred dollars which is pretty awesome for what you get. So yeah, I just know on, on behalf of my team, you know myself and you know, my partner, George, uh, George Karaskill, we call him the mayor. So you gotta come out and meet George at the very least. He knows everybody. And so he'll be out the race. You gotta come meet the mayor. But yeah, come on out and we wanna support our athletes, get them into events, get them paid. And uh, in, in you guys too. Just the OCR athlete that loves this sport, come on back.
0: What's the website for registration?
1: Hildervat.com. It's H-I-L-D-E-R-V-A-T. And you can register there on Run Sign Up.
0: Hildervat.com.
1: That's it. .com.
0: All right. Well, look, uh, Dan, I appreciate having a chance to do this with you. I wish I could say I'm coming out. Unfortunately, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. But I'm going to try to keep you in the loop. Maybe one day I'll get a chance to come out and participate or well, participate. I'm going to come out and support some athletes. Let's do that.
1: We'd love to have you. Um, you know, Obviously, your expertise and, and what you do with your athletes, that's always something we'd, we'd be love to have you out there and, and, and get your input on it. Um, we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to try to capture as much of this, as we can record this and, and, um, and have it available. So, um, we're going to get a lot of footage and edit that up and, and, and put something together because I really feel like this, this lineup that we have coming out, we may never see these athletes racing head to head in a tournament style format. Um, I don't know if we ever have, um, but we may never again. So it's pretty cool. We're going to make sure we, we capture that.
0: Well, I'm sure that there's something we could do synergy wise. I, I, I told you I, I did a clinic at a bone frog event up in New Jersey one year. I, I really enjoyed working with those guys. I think they're doing a good job. I, I have a soft spot for the military. My son's in, in special ops. The idea of trying to do something to help those guys out. I was all about it, so it was fun. We did a clinic. It was in the morning before the event started. I forgot, but a bunch of people came for that. Put on a clinic, and
1: no, we'd be honored to have you out and, and doing that. And, and what a what a huge opportunity for you know runners to be able to come out and get that kind of expertise and improve their game. I mean, that's that's priceless. Okay, so we know who your favorite is. Yeah. So yeah, we may have to put something out there where. Maybe we collect some of the the folks out there that are keeping track and watching the work race, maybe kind of tally up and see who the who the favorite is out there, but uh no doubt about it v j. Jones is a talent and and we're super excited to have him as well as the others. Um, I think everybody on this list is is deserving to be here. Um, they really are the best of the best I, actually, we even put out when we announced v j we said the future of obstacle course racing meets the future of obstacle course races so
0: so, uh, who's your who's your pick for the uh, for the women? Man, that is I, I, you know that's anybody's
1: race. I, the way this thing sets up, it sets up for a lot of their strengths. I mean, hard to bet against Lindsey Webster, but I'll tell you, this course sets up for all these women really, really well. It's gonna be. You, you're gonna have to come out and see this thing live. How how could you miss it? You know. I'm gonna but, go with
0: Rebecca Hammond.
1: Going with Rebecca.
0: Okay, cool. Good. I think she, I think she's uh, well. First of all, since her her introduction to the sport, she surprised the crap out of everybody. You know, I mean, out of nowhere, she was crushing the field, um, and her For pedigree sure. is in shorter races. Uh, and, and, uh, her obstacle proficiency is pretty, pretty solid too. So I, I don't think it's gonna You know, you know, trust me when I tell you, I I think Lindsay is amazing. Uh, very capable. Faye, uh, you know, Faye and I are really good friends and, and I, I have, I mean, Faye's on the cover of my book. Okay. Faye, Faye and I are good friends. And, and I think that she's, she's definitely got a lot, uh, to show. I think she's probably ready to, to throw down.
1: Uh, this course sets up really well for her, so I'm excited she's coming.
0: Yeah, Faye's quick. I mean, she can run. And uh, Corinna Coffin, I, I, I like her for the obstacles. Uh, I just don't, I don't know, if she's quick enough. I saw her in the T.M.X. Tough Mudder uh, X, and uh, that's pretty much. If I had to try to compare the two events, that's very close. They're kind of crossfitish, and then into some obstacles with some running. And uh, she won that and uh, she was she was she was tough. I just don't think there was a lot of fast women in that sport to compete with because it came in and went away really quick. I don't know it's gonna I'm with you. It's gonna be an interesting race. I won't be surprised no matter who who takes the first place. I won't be surprised. But if I had a bet, I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say that I think Rebecca Hammond's gonna throw down.
1: Awesome. Well, there was a lot of fun. I super appreciate it yep. and uh, I can't wait to do it again
0: well that's it folks if you enjoyed what you heard just now i'd love for you to follow us on instagram at diazhp. till next time